Welcome to One Day Contract, the Panthers talk show, where each week we're joined by a new personality who we've signed to a one-day contract to join the show. One Day Contract is a proud part of the Riot Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Be sure to check out some of our network mates, Keep Pound Den, the Roaring Riot Podcast, or it is what it is for even more great talk about your favorite team. And follow the Riot Network on Twitter, at the Riot Network, to stay up to date on all your favorite pods. Subscribe, rate, and love us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Nikki Wolf. Alongside of me, as always, Mr. Colin Hoggard, columnist and contributor for the Riot Report, and thinks every game is a trap game. It's a trap. It's a trap. That's right. I like that voice. What was that voice? It's a trap. <laughs> I think it's just that's the voice of the memes. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to talk. Yeah. yeah. You've not been introduced. We'll get to you. you. Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> you sounded kind of like Connery-esque. Oh, did I? But oh, like, oh no! But like, gotta, now I've got to jump in. But like SNL, like SNL celebrity Jeopardy, yes, Connery. Yes, yes, I understand. Yes, Mr. Josh Klein, managing editor for the Riot Report, co-host of It Is What It Is, has seen Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and the Undertaker in person live this week. That's right. I'm also 37 years old, and I went to see a WWE Monday Night Raw event. Wow! And it was spectacular. And you know who can back me up? One of the people sitting at this table. Nikki me. Wolf I was right there with me. I didn't think it was going to be me. Wow. We had fun. You saw bald Shawn Michaels? Oh, yeah. It's a real shame. Like it, I know. Also, he calls himself HB Shizzle, which doesn't make any sense because if he wanted to do like the Izzle, it would be HB Kizzle because he's HBK, Heartbreak Kid, not HBS. And, and I'm, yeah, it's just it's a whole mess. Uh, when did Snoop <sighs> start Shizzle? Like... <laughs> Shizzle's Snoop's, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Shizzle is Snoop. Like, Shizzle belongs to Snoop. I don't know if it belongs. I think it belongs to the world. Well, apparently it does now. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's trademarked. Is it? That seems like something we should check out. Seems like something we should Google. While you look that up, on the one-day contract this week, Brian Strickland, senior writer for Panthers.com, poor fantasy football player, yikes, master of puns, and someone who is extremely likely to get into an adventure just driving home from work. This, okay, explain that. This poor fantasy football player, Josh. You what write, you write this copy? I don't know what you're talking about. That's that's actually on the that's on your well, Wikipedia I think page. We all know <laughs> that people love to hear people talk about their fantasy team. That right? is correct. So yeah. this would be a great opportunity. For people to do love that. it. Yeah, yeah, I feel like everybody wants to talk about beat the strick, right? And yeah. who's in first place? Particularly if you're looking for someone to play in a flex position. Yeah, yeah exactly. People love that. <laughs> right, exactly. So <laughs> I'm, I'm on your heels. I'm in yeah. sec- I'm in second place. So yeah, you're. Yeah. Second oh, place, a lot oh, of people Nick, call it first loser. Nikki, you see what this was, don't mm-hmm. you? This mm-hmn. isn't about Brian. Right. No, this not at all. This is not about Brian. Is it ever about the guest? Uh, and I fell into the trap. <laughs> you did. Right. Uh, and Josh, Mr. Trap Game. Josh is fist pumping <laughs> over there. It's a trap. It's, it's, a, tra- it's a trap. <laughs> it's an ancient Chinese secret is you say <laughs> that somebody else is bad at fantasy football only when you're doing better than them. Or, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, nobody cares about your fantasy football league. They only care about my team and doing pretty good. So who's Brilliant. got a better team name? Um, oh, that's that's what's well, important. Brian didn't allow us to name the team. We're just our own personalities. We, okay. you know, we, that carries a lot of weight. So. <laughs> it does. So probably Mike Salarte has the best <laughs> name. <That's laughs> not, it's a solid name. Like that's a real. That's like that's how you throw out a name, right? He sounds. There. Like, it sounds like you could actually be a coach. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, oh, Salarte's Panthers. Yeah. Hey, Salarte told me to uh, pick up the Blitzers. No, that's <laughs> that's the only football term I can come up with is pick up the Blitzer. Wow. Sometimes yeah. I craft my fantasy power. team around drafting a certain person just so I can have that great fantasy name. Ooh, what was what mm. was it this year? 
This year, nothing but a Jimmy G thing. Mm. But now I feel How's like your a team fraud. Doing? Yeah, not great. <laughs> oh, actually, I have Patrick Mahomes, so yes. Yeah, so doing better. So, yeah. so I'm okay. You predicted. You knew he was going to do what he's done, right? It you was, know. It was an amazing move. I knew all the things. I watched Chiefs preseason he football. He was your backup, right? You picked another quarterback before him. You can tell us. Jimmy, I had Jimmy G. Yeah. And I got him late, like eighth round maybe. Yeah. And then Mahomes – People are going to get bored later. with this, but I will say Nick. I was the <laughs> I was the last. <laughs> well, believe me, this is, will not be the first or yeah. the last time they'll get bored of this episode yeah. That's slash true. podcast. People so, usually fast forward for the like first ten minutes, probably. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. they're totally right about assume. fourteen minutes to get to the football talk. But I was I was the last person in my twelve team league to pick a quarterback. I went Mahomes, and then because of that, I took Andrew Luck in the next round to get my backup early. Those guys are one two in scoring right now. It's yeah. brilliant, right? It's a, nothing. You're making me defend my honor. It. Okay, my no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, now, Brian, you're, you're walking. Good. You're walking down the halls over there, Minton Moorhead, and you're like, I got, I got Mahomes, I got Luck, but my wide receiving core, Marty, <laughs> Marty. Is it, do, do, can you ask Marty for fantasy advice, or is that frowned upon over at the building? I like to think I am Marty's equal because of fantasy, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I'm always like, yeah, I am picking his brain a little bit. Like, you know, what would you do in this situation, Marty? And, you know, I'm disappointed when it's not the same thing that I would do. So what what would life be like? You guys all play fantasy football? I'm retired. Yeah. Are you? Oh, your life must yeah. be so, like, stress-free. Yeah. It is. My jersey's in the rafters. <laughs> how, <laughs> how recently did you give it up? Uh, about five years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's been a while. I wonder what it's like to experience a Sunday in the NFL without fantasy football, at least in some part of your brain. Well, it's freeing. Yeah. Um, I, the thing was, I, got, I enjoy the actual game more than – I would spend more time on the fantasy than I would the actual game, and I just enjoy the actual games more. And uh, and I also didn't never found the right league. I think that's important. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys that have been playing for yeah. and gals that have been playing for a long Thank time. Thank you. That uh <laughs> that that have like those one or two leagues that they've right. been in forever. And I just I just didn't have that league. If I had that league, I'd probably still. Yeah, be mine's right. in its twenty sixth year. Yeah. So my league may be older. You know than exactly what I'm a talking about. A couple of people <laughs> at this table, maybe. <laughs> so. Brian specifically has said multiple times. Do you think times. I'm twenty five? Wait. <laughs> sure. Let's go with that. Yeah. I'm. Oh. This is the best podcast ever. <laughs> Episode over. Thanks, yeah. everyone, for listening. Write down the timestamp on that. <laughs> <laughs> Brian called me 25. Yes. Flip that out for your resume, yes. I think. Is that how resumes work? Well, I had mentioned before the greatest team name I did have in fantasy. I took Matt Schaub. Just by Rosenfeld. Just so I could be Schaub on my knob for a team name. Okay, right. you, okay. I, I feel the need to explain this to you. You don't have to have them on your name in, in, on your team if they're in your name. Yeah, that then could, you're living a no, lie. No, because <laughs> no, there's no reason to draft Matt Schaub. The name is a good reason. Matt Schaub um, was a quality quality. <laughs> ba- sorry, I had some <laughs> had some coffee. Is a quality fantasy quarterback for like a year, like a 2009. I when, think that, when was I think that, I won a Super maybe Bowl later. that year too. Maybe really? in and I took him late. When was he 11, there with the Texans? Right, in eleven with the yeah. Texans when he got yeah. hurt and he they had hurt. to put in touchdown Jay Yates exactly. as their quarterback and uh, didn't yep. work out well. That's right. All yeah. right, are you ready for Nikki's super important question? Yes. So this one comes from us via the Twitters today. Nice salesman at ninety five keep pounding, part of the Roaring Riot fam. Mm. Yep. He really, really, really loves cargo shorts. I'm not sure <laughs> if you're aware. Of this. Um, he went on a whole rant on Twitter. Uh, the five-tool utilitarian short is unfairly shamed by those ignorant to the cyclical sni- – I can't say cyclical. Cyclical nature of fashion. See, I've had too much caffeine today as well. Driven out of stores by the stylista elite, my support remains 
Are cargo shorts the greatest piece of clothing ever invented? Wow. Hmm. Well, I think by definition, we've got to go with no. Right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, the greatest piece of, cl- piece of clothing None ever of invented. None of us can talk today. Wow. It's got to be the bikini, right? That's the oh, answer. That's a good call. I good mean, call. that's pretty good. That's Thank you. that's Top pretty nice. Back. Or like uh, the ascot. That's a good. One. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like the um, like the like the hood, like a zip up hoodie might be. See, the thing is, is like the greatest piece of clothing ever invented has got to be a piece of ladies' clothing because no gentleman looks good in no. There is nothing that all dudes look good in from a guy perspective. Right? Sure. Except for yeah. Mar- Marines and Class A's, but that's it. Yeah, but I mean, you can't just say a, mar- a uniform is the is the best thing ever invented. Maybe like a like what's something that covers up like your uh, your fat belly? Like uh, Spanx. Yeah, yeah. Spanx are pretty good, right? Spanx are awesome. I have yeah. a pair of Spanx leggings, and it's the best money I've ever spent. I almost just told a story that I don't think my wife would want me to tell on the air, so <laughs> I'm just gonna hold that one back. Wow. I yeah. just had a. Did you see Mike Tolbert in the locker room today? Speaking of clothing, I the did. There, yeah. Did you see yeah. the interview? He, they took his he shirt conducted? off to interview Dontari Poe. Yeah, he did. Yes, there was a lot of man in there. Very professional. Yeah, he's right? a lot of boys. He's been doing some stuff for Panthers.com, and I walk in, there he is. Like, of course, I've seen the man with his shirt off before. He was in that locker room for a few years, right? Good, great way to start. So, <laughs> for a second, I, you know, just thought maybe he had signed a one-day contract, and then I realized he's interviewing Don Tari Poe, who was shirtless, with the mic shirtless. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, that I look does forward sound to seeing amazing. that footage. So. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> so. Well, I thought I, I thought isn't that Kyle Love's corner? As oh. being shirtless. I thought the, I thought the <laughs> big belly, up, the, oh, the full belly out was. I thought that was Kyle Love's corner. No, he's uh yeah he does like to let that belly hang when he well when it's a hot day in August <laughs> you want to let that thing breathe you know. It needs a little air. Yeah, exactly. Plus, if it gets all sweaty, it's yeah it's bad news. I don't know. So Personally, what were, they, what were Don Terry and uh, Mike talking about? Moles? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually think they were talking about his wife. I don't. I, With see. their shirts off? Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. Exactly. That seems like it. Well, now I definitely want to watch this. Where could I find all <laughs> of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the plan is for All right. That, no, no plugs on the show. Here, okay. We'll, uh, we'll, let, oh, to, we'll got, let you I've get there several. at the end. I've got yeah. several. I know. We'll let you get there at the end. As, but he, as he crumples his paper and throws yeah, it exactly. away. <laughs> uh, no plugs. I got to go. To get back, I do think the cargo short is is a little maligned. I think is unfairly maligned because the because the cargo short got bigger. Just because there are poorly made cargo shorts does not make the cargo short itself an, you know, a problem. What happened to? Can I ask you a question? The, the I don't know why I asked. I'm already asking. The 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 pants that had the little hook for a hammer. What are those called? Like craftsman's pants, you know? Or yeah, uh, they, they were handyman's very pants. Yeah, very, yeah. Carpenter's, carpenter's pants. pants That's what they are. Carpenter carpenter jeans. I used to love me some carpenter jeans when I was in like high school or college. Get that strap right there. I'd never carry anything in it, but it was nice. Added a little something. Yep, and wow. you throw the carabiner through the belt loop, and you look like you, you could. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever have a carabiner on your keychain? I have one right now. <laughs> <laughs> never grow up. Amazing. Well, be sure to rate us on iTunes and leave your super important question in the review, and I'll ask it on the show. All right, now that we've talked about nonsense for almost 12 minutes. Yep. Panthers football. Okay. 
Let's Are you ready do it. For I'm this? here. Brian's sure. like, thank God. No, I'm enjoying this. Let's start with weapons. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have sounded. No, I'm having a no, I'm, I really am. I'm having a great time. Yeah. How long have we been going? Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, how much happy longer is that? Oh, geez. Well, let's start. The one-hour contract with Brian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> let's start with weapons. Is there such a thing as too many weapons? Um, Colin had a visceral reaction. Yeah. Well, how do we get here? Oh God! How do we? How do we? How do we oh go God. from Cam has no weapons to <laughs> now we're discussing he has <laughs> too point. many weapons? No, no, <laughs> there's no, especially not when they're on rookie contracts. Right. Yeah, I mean the only the only time I would say that is if it causes locker room strife, right? Where you have too many guys saying, "I need, I need my, I need the ball yeah. to come my way," but. It, as a practical matter, no. I mean, and that's a great point you make about how did we get here. I mean, um, allow me to sit on the other corner. Oh, please do. How many of you have visited the website twitter.com? Hmm. Two weeks ago, how many complaints did we hear about the following people? Ian Thomas, CJ Anderson, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. Right. When those four guys are getting no snap, no snaps for some of them, no receptions, no targets. That's what I'm. That's what it means when you say, "Are there too many weapons?" If there are only so many snaps, and if Christian McCaffrey is going to get 25 to 30 touches a game, are you then wasting these other guys? That's that's the problem. That's that's what I feel like when people when I think about like too many weapons. That's what it means to me. What's what's the practical problem with that though? Do you I mean what are you saying as far as these guys wasting away? I mean, yeah, well I mean you have to get these so are you are you putting the ball in the hands of the wrong players at right. that point? Or because it would be one thing if they were scoring a t- scoring a touchdown on every single drive and and cur- and one game DJ Moore has 150 yeah. yards, the next game he has none because Curtis Samuel has 150. Right. But if you're continually seeing these guys that that we think that the Panthers have invested, not we think, that the Panthers have invested real draft capital into right. and real free agent dollars into, and they are not even seeing the field, let alone getting the ball in their hands. Right. Is that a problem from a coaching perspective, or is that just a problem from a personnel perspective? Or is it a problem? Because... I mean, this is not quite related to this, but, like, uh, will Matt Khalil come up tonight? Is that on this rundown? No, uh, we'll talk about you. Matt Khalil comes up every night. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, like, are you one of these people that say, like, Matt Khalil needs to play when he's healthy because of the capital that's invested in him? No, definitely not. Okay. I, I'm not. But I'm just saying I think that it's – I don't know. Maybe the wrong wrong weapons is that a better way to put it? I don't. I I look at this and Torrey Smith to me. I don't know when DJ Moore's gonna pass him on the old career arc, especially and, and, and not necessarily career arc, but as far as what he's gonna offer for the Panthers. But certainly the idea is that at some point he's gonna pass Torrey Smith. He's also a rookie, and that takes some time. Curtis Samuel, he had the heart thing. I mean, he, he's he's coming along. Like I I think they're doing a very nice job of having Cam. And Christian McCaffrey is the two foundational pieces established, and then starting with the veterans, and then working the young guys in. Uh, there, there is room for this offense to grow, and I think that's a great thing that, that we're standing at the midway point of this season. And you say, "Hey, do you want to see DJ Moore getting the ball more? Do you want to see Samuel getting the ball more?" And those guys aren't already like feature pieces. I mean, Moore's certainly uh, you know getting closer to that level, but 
it's easier for them to operate on that second tier as a weapon. And particularly as a young guy, I think it, I think it helps them. I think they've done a nice job of getting those vets in, Jarius Wright, Torrey Smith, and I think those young guys are coming. And I'm not saying they're all going to supplant them within the season, but those guys are absolutely getting snaps, those young guys. So I don't think they have too many weapons. I think they actually have a very nice blend uh, of weapons at this point. Do we – are we putting a lot – I feel like we're putting a lot of stake into the last five quarters of football versus the first quarters that I can't do math on. <laughs> versus in, the terms first, of, in terms of whom? In terms of DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, how they're using the weapons, they're doing a nice job of doing all this. I feel like as we entered the third quarter of the Philadelphia Eagles game, a lot of these questions of like, where's C.J. Anderson? Why is Ian Thomas not on the field? What is happening right. to this offense? And then all of a sudden, it's, it is crazy because – uh, we th- were you, uh, we talked to North Turner today, and somebody said, you know, you're on the you're on a roll, mm-hmm. and he was like, huh, it's funny that you say we're on a roll. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. Seventy five minutes ago, we were the worst team in the NFL, and now we're all of a sudden on a roll. He was like, it's a week to week league, and it is because if the Panthers go out and put up a stink bomb on Sunday, it's going to be a whole new, uh, a whole new rotation of is Cam holding this team back. Why isn't Curtis Samuel getting the ball more? Can this defense exist? Eric Reed is a distraction, like all these things. When you're playing well, these questions go away. But I think that these are when we're playing well is the, is the time when I would rather ask the questions rather than be forced to ask them when the team is five and four teetering on a playoff spot. Well, I want to I want to talk specifically about C.J. Anderson for a second because preseason, you know, I wrote. And I'm not trying to do the humble brag or brag thing here, but said that Chris McCaffrey is going to be a foundational piece of this offense. C.J. Anderson is his backup. Period. Like that's it. and now they have they started to work him in a little bit more, and I think we're going to see more of that. I think that's been a wrinkle that Norv's yeah. had up his sleeve to put those two guys on the field, and and he hasn't he has not used it very much to this point. But look at right now at Jacksonville. Jacksonville's Leonard Fournette gets hurt. They are. Toast. They don't look like the same team at all. They, right. This is a team that could have easily been in the Super Bowl last season, and they choked against New England, but Leonard Fournette was that offense. Well, Leonard Fournette goes down. Who do they have behind him? The boat. They Well, they tra- traded. They, they just traded. Right? I know, but I was yeah. saying Blake Carlos Bortles. High. Yeah. The but best the point is, but C.J. Anderson, to me, could come in and do a Christian McCaffrey impression if all of a sudden you find yourself – out, you know, and, and, and he's got the blitz pickup. He's a veteran. He's got all th- those pieces. The Panthers did a better job of of uh, of insulating their roster, I think, by signing C.J. Anderson than you look at a team like Jacksonville did with Leonard Fournette. That was why you brought C.J. Anderson in. Was to you want to feature Christian McCaffrey, and then C.J. is there to be a backup. And I think in time, as Norv as this offense continues to evolve, you will see them back there more and more together. Yeah, and with uh, Christian, you see the numbers this week out there about – Yeah, they're pretty his, crazy. Like, what is 96% of the snaps, mm-hmm. the highest percentage in the league that a running back's been out there. Um, but also 20 touches a game. Remember the 20 to 25 touch 
comment at the I thought it was 25 the, to 30. Was it was 25 it? to 30? Yeah. Well, that's a lot of that's well, because, a lot of touches, yeah, because, baby. Because he needs 30, to be out there <laughs> more. The yeah. Well, right? Because 30 was ridiculous because that was the NFL record. Right. 30 but, was ridiculous, but, yeah. but, 25 but 25 was like, ah, it's fine. Yeah. Well, but but it's kind of played out. I mean, he's got 20, and and, yeah. and in tough games when it needs to, that number ticks up. I mean, that's that's where I think they want to keep him is in that 20 to 25 range, but also keeping the door ajar for 25 to 30 in case they need him. Sure. Keeping him under glass, if you will. Yeah, I, I just feel like the discuss like the, I guess too many weapons is not the right phrasing for it, but it's like okay. there are a lot of yeah. Just cross that out. <laughs> Mark right. that what you down. Got? I'm ready. Yeah, ta- uh, the phrasing is um, weapon usage question mark okay. right right. That's uh, that's my that's my question is that is it and it's fine if it's going to be a situation where this week is DJ Moore's week, next week is Devin Funches' week, the week after that is Greg Olson's week, but when when it's I, and and Ron says it all the time. I say Ron like we're best friends. My friend Ron, <laughs> who gives out the full size candy R. bar. Yep. R squared. Big R uh, was telling me that um, R squared. <laughs> I like that. R squared was telling me that uh, while over uh, vodka, over <laughs> over, <laughs> over gimlets. While um, they're wearing cargo shorts together. Yeah, and I was wearing my Shirtless. carpenter shorts. Had my hammer in there. Yeah, we took off our shirts to talk to each other. It's getting weirder by the second. But he always says that he goes through after the games and he looks at how many players gets tar- get targeted. Right. And he he loves to see when eight or nine guys are touching the ball or getting targets. And I think that is what they want. But at a certain point, you know, do you want some of those targets to go one way versus the other? And I think that's where it comes down to the, the, the vet versus the rookie thing. I mean, Torrey Smith and, and Ron Rivera is a guy that's going to lean on veterans. Yep. And Torrey Smith came in, and, and you know, people acted like they thought when he got when he got you know, or they traded for him and traded Worley for him. They acted like the, the, the Panthers really had like these big plans for him. I, no, they brought him in to be DJ, you know, not DJ Moore's or whoever's you know mentor and be there temporarily, and then. They can cut him next year. There's no dead weight. And if DJ Moore is ready to take that, take a starting wide receiver position, I absolutely think that could be something that they that they look at. I but the recipe for success was not to try and force Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore into action and get them touches early. That that was reserved for Christian McCaffrey. And now that I feel like they've got him and Funchess and Olsen, I think they almost take Olsen for granted. Like you just yeah. okay, Olsen's right. Olsen at this point. We don't need to try and you know, work the ball to him. Cam's going to do that on, on his own. But this uptick, and certainly Smith's injury, but, but DJ Moore's playing about half the snaps for the last month, and we saw by far the most we've seen out of Curtis Samuel. And I don't think either one of those guys did anything to make Ron, Norv, or anybody else go, you know, those guys need to be on the field less. So yeah. I think we're going to continue to see these young guys have a have a bigger role in this offense. Do you have Demir Bird's snap count in front of you from this last game? Um, he did. He had. He saw an uptick because he was at fourteen um, percent of the snaps. I don't have the exact number. Right. That I was just you. interested yeah, yeah. because I guess the talk was like Demir knows Tory's position best, mm-hmm. so Demir's going to be the guy out there. And I guess maybe they discovered through this game that that not having Demir Bird or not having Tory Smith can work. But of course, we know. Well, Torrey's not looking good for this week, clearly. No, he, he, yeah. He, he hasn't Dem- practiced this week. Demir so. played 14% of the snaps, uh, snaps against so. against Baltimore. I have a feeling, and this is opinion, this is not a sourced information, I have a feeling that Torrey Smith is out for an extended period of time. Uh, not for the entire year by any means, but the way that the way Rivera kind of stumbled over himself a little bit when they said, you know, 
Will he he said like, well, you know, he wasn't out there today, yeah. and I thought he was getting ready to say the good old. We'll see how he is tomorrow, right? Yeah. But he did. But he didn't yeah. because they won't. They don't care how he is tomorrow because he's not going to be ready to come back on Sunday. But and I don't think he'll be ready to come back for Thursday for Pittsburgh. And then maybe – I mean, then now we're talking three weeks of, of recovery. But that's that's a lot. I mean, that's that's an extended period of time to miss. It, it, there's, there's a Wally Pip chance here for Torrey Smith. It's crossed Smith my mind. Because yeah. DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, Wally Pip was Lou Gehrig's – the guy that preceded Lee Gehrig for the young folks. I mean, for the 25-year-old. Oh, for the 25-year-old, thank you. Oh, 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 oh. I, I thought was he like, was Wally Pipps. I yeah. thought he was Beaver's brother. Yeah, so the guy had a job, and then Lou Gehrig comes and becomes the Iron Man, and he never gets the job again. DJ Moore. And Tony Curtis Stark? And, and, and not only the, the attitude that these guys play with, the hunger. I mean, we have seen McCaffrey, Samuel, and DJ Moore individually get this crowd pumped up with yeah. their extra effort on plays. And that's something we don't see a lot of. I mean, we haven't seen, you know, out of, out of someone like Torrey Smith. I mean, that is – Except I mean, for that uh, 35-yard catch and run on fourth and ten. That was a that was a big play. Yeah. That was a big play. But th- that's the weapon you're talking about. Don't use him on fourth and ten, though, right? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's the one you're talking about. That's the one. Okay. Make it sure. So, who goes off against Tampa Sunday? Who's got the, the – Best shot for a big game. Looking at this matchup, Tory Smith, right? I yeah, we all agree. <laughs> Tory's going off. He's going <laughs> off Cam. the roster. Yeah, yeah. The answer is Cam, because the the Bucks have given up a hundred quarterback rating to everybody not named Nick Foles this season, and he had yeah. a ninety eight point eight quarterback rating in the game against them. Uh, Cam is the answer. Who who benefits? I don't know, but. Cam should be. Yeah, I mean, I it, fantasy talk. Oh, here we go. Our, back, back to it. Fantasy back, alert. Back to our uh, league on, on Panthers.com. You get to pick a Panther player. No plugs. We're going to bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> you get to pick a Panther player up to three times per year. I have not, I'm the only one that did not pick Cam Newton all year. I saved him playing to pick him for each of the Tampa games coming up. Nice. So, nice. Right. so to that point. You're right. like Matthew Barry. While we're <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. While we're doing uh while we're doing fantasy alerts, um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have given up the third most yardage to tight ends mm. and they have played one less game than everyone else in the top ten. And they've also given up a touchdown in four out of the last five games wow. to tight ends. So you picked Greg Olson. Do the Panthers have a tight end that might yeah. be good? I'll tell you, not only do they have one, <laughs> mm. <laughs> they you, may have multiple. Would you say they have too many tight ends? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it's funny you mention that. Because watching against Baltimore, granted they played more two and three tight ends right. set against Baltimore in, the, in their rush. But wa- looking at that that formation, all of a sudden saying, you could have Olsen, Manhurts, or Thomas coming out of this formation. Whereas it felt like in, in the last couple of years, that was a very static formation for them and it doesn't feel that way that was one of the that was one of the big takeaways for me from Baltimore and I, I'm excited about all three of those guys being utilized possibly as mini weapons yeah and I think that we <laughs> did you say mini weapons or Mi- mini weapons oh mini <laughs> weapons it's a miniature weapon um <laughs> I I just want to say multiple times for for I try to like put it on as many places as possible Ian Thomas is is Greg Olson's backup as the pass catching tight end so when you see greg olson get all the snaps and then chris manhurts gets the second most snaps that's because chris manhurts plays a different position than ian thomas like it's not right they can't just throw thomas into manhurts spot i mean they could if he was hurt but they like manhurts better as a blocker and that's why he plays that that's why you that's why he has the second most snaps of the tight ends 
right? Thank you. Thank That's you for sharing. Well, yeah. I, you guys know it, but there are people that theoretically would be listening to this that might not. Yeah. Like my mom. Yeah. Your mom <laughs> listens? No. Is she part of the Man Hurts Hive? Theoretically. She is. <laughs> she is. Any more weaponry talk you guys want to get out before we get to our favorite weekly segment? I have one more question about weapons. Do Does the emergence of DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel make Devin Funchess expendable after the 2018 season? Do you do you like having a receiver over six feet tall? Does that matter to you? Well, um, if, we, if we could ever surround Cam with big wide receivers, I that's, right? that's, that's going to be the recipe. Right, right. You should take that back over there and tell him that. <laughs> Let him know. Let him know. <laughs> well, it's, but that's the that's the <laughs> thing is that at what point do we – did you draft a, a receiver in the first round this year and the second round last year just so you can then throw big money at another wide receiver this year? In my mind, yeah. when you draft somebody in the first round, that signals to me that you are then – looking towards the future past the guy that's already on the roster. So, like, right. when you draft Shaq Thompson at a linebacker spot, you are looking past Thomas Davis retiring. Mm-hmm. When you draft Three. Vernon Butler, you're looking past Kwan Short. Now, that didn't work out so well, but that was kind I of don't the believe thought that. process. See, I don't believe that. Do, is that. Do you think that's real, that they were drafting Vernon Butler to replace Kwan? Yes. That's what I think. Now, they, I'm, they, now they, I could they, be wrong. They paid, but they paid K one. No, I like, get it. I mean, I'm, like, I'm saying maybe they saw what no, maybe they well, didn't see I what think, they like. I from think Vern. you look at the. I think you look at the opposite side of the field. You don't look at Devin Funches. You look at the guy that used to occupy that side and say, "Well, yeah, we're going to draft DJ Moore because we've got we've got Kelvin Benjamin over here, and we don't think he's uh, going to be somebody that's going to be dynamite for the future." First Devin round Devin Funches, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel possess three different s- skill sets as a wide receiver. This offense is better with the three of them and would yeah. be hurt by Funchess's departure. I would agree. Only six wide receivers in the NFL since Funchess has come in has, have, have, has more touchdowns than, than Devin Funchess. And I guarantee wow. you can name them all. And, and more importantly, not necessarily Ooh, more should importantly. should we try and name well, them all? I mean, you, you, Antonio Brown's number one. Okay, <laughs> I got one. <laughs> um, he, he, uh, He's no, okay. wide receiver, no wide receiver has more touchdowns in the last two minutes of a half. Than Devin Funches. Did he prepare for that? I did. He does. I, I, mean, got, I got the show notes better. and didn't, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> didn't just print them. No. Uh, that's great. <laughs> that's, that's great. Shots <laughs> fired. <laughs> that was the next sound you hear is Brian just setting down his <laughs> headphones quietly. 30-minute contract. Yep. No. Um, fun, I, I do not buy this for a second. That the, 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 I'm not saying Funches can't leave, but – I love I love the concept of Funchess and Moore as a modern day, and I'm gonna use I'm gonna use some big names here, but it's Smitty and Moose. Yeah, and 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 I'm not trying to to vault DJ Moore to that, but just in terms of the balance that I think it offers you, that that the big wide receiver does matter. Mm-hmm. Those contested catches do matter, and I think Funchess is. I don't think he's in. I don't think he's a number one. I mean, I think that was the kind of the question going into the season. But do I think he is? Could be a very solid number two for this team. Yes, and this was wide receiver class is in coming up the free agents. There's Golden Tate, obviously just got traded, but he's one of them. We'll see, we'll see if he sticks around. There's going to be guys ahead of Funches that get paid. If Funches goes out and gets paid, I think they certainly let him walk. But if that price is uh, in an yeah. area that they feel comfortable with, I really think that, that that they should keep him and be here. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I was just saying that I think that I think we were talking about this before the show that that if. If if Devin Funches is going to sign to be a number one wide receiver somewhere, 
you it is walk. likely you not going to yeah. be on a team that has Super Bowl aspirations like the Carolina Panthers. If he's going to be the number one wide receiver, it's going to be somewhere like Oakland, Cleveland, sorry, uh, Bill, and whoever is an <laughs> Oakland fan. I don't know. Ice who. Cube. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Dad, I guess, because <laughs> those are the only people that listen are our, our parents. Um <laughs> So I think that I if he is going to stay for a hometown hometown discount, it might also be a a uh, franchise player, you know, like a better franchise discount as well. That's all. Okay. We're just we're just prognosticating. All right, just doing some sticating. <laughs> as you look at as you look at the 2019 Panther free agents, there's a lot of names. I mean, TD's on there. Ryan Khalil's on there. I mean, we'll see what TD's future is. Khalil Adams, Peppers. There's not a lot of guys that you're going to be re-signing if not Funches, that yeah. are 2019 Carolina Panther free agents. So Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. Um, just to throw this, not to go against you, but wide receivers entering free agency next year are the top four are Larry Fitzgerald, Randall Cobb, Dante Moncrief, and Tavon Austin. Really? That's wow. what That's according to SpotTrack.com. What's so, the average age there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, L, L. Fitz is going to bring that one up, and Golden, <laughs> Golden Tate obviously is at the is at the top of that list as well. Your point being that Devin may come. Devin may get some bit. more money than we yeah. think he will. True. Do you so. think? Do you think? I mean, do you think people are eager to give Devin Funchess number one money? I, I, I'm. I I don't know. I I w- I didn't think like that Sammy Watkins was going to get sixteen million a year, but he sure did. That's that's fair. A lot of people. You don't need everybody to offer you a good contract. You just need one team. Yeah, that's true. So. That that's all I'm saying. All right, guys, our regular segment that just won't go away: offensive line mm. party chat. Yay! Who's ready? Oh, I see. Matt Khalil. Yeah, yeah there eligible she is. to return. Spoiler alert: he's not. <laughs> Why? What's not going returning? on here? I'm gonna put. Can I put on my conspiracy hat for a yes. minute? Yes. I'm glad you took it off for a minute. Put it back on. Conspiracy hat. Thank you. I don't like to. Well, I don't feel like it's. I don't want to put it on all the time because then we're just talking about JFK and um, and the Cubans the whole time. <laughs> I have a Paw Patrol conspiracy theory if you want to hear that. Oh, I'm, I'm. Wait. Yes. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I'm interested. Give it to me. Uh, it's not that. It's not that good. Although th- there's two main characters on Paw Patrol: Chase and Marshall. The f- the firefighting dog and the police dog. And I feel like given the current uh, status and attitude towards the, the police, I feel like uh, Chase has been de-emphasized wow. on Paw Patrol. <laughs> wow. Because people don't want to be seen as uh, pro-cop right now. That is a, that is a take <laughs> and a half. I've never seen anybody deep-dive Paw Patrol before. You just took down Paw Patrol. <laughs> okay. I have a three-year-old. Happy birthday, bud. Uh, he's a big listener. Uh <laughs> So I, this is actually a very well-researched topic for me. Oh. I spent far too many hours researching this topic. Wow. But it just doesn't make sense. You have a cop and he's de-emphasized. Why? Mm. Is that it's... Marshall or? Uh... No, that's Chase. Mm. Yeah. Are you doing like snap counts for Paw Patrol? <laughs> <laughs> Sky, listen, Sky gets in every episode. Yeah, Sky, you know. Sky's a big, uh, I think for me, Paw Patrol too many weapons. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> That's true. Too many patrols. Gotta get Zuma out. Yeah, exactly. Get Zuma out of there. <laughs> All right, put your conspiracy, your, your Matt Khalil conspiracy oh, theory yeah. hat back on. My Matt, my my conspiracy hat, my looks a little conspiracy like a hat cap. is on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it it's more of a sleeping cap. Than anything else. <laughs> uh, and it is that I, I think he's ready to come back, and they are slow rolling him, telling him not to come back because he was out there at practice. 
last week with with a brace on, but still doing some work on the side, eligible to return. I think that the way I think that if he were to come back out there and practice in uniform and get ra- ratcheted up to the active roster, then every single day we're asking Ron Rivera about, well, what's going on with Matt Khalil? What about how do you want to? And then it's a big question about, oh, he's making all this money, but if he's injured and he's not at practice and he's on injured reserve, not in the active roster, then. He's not playing. So, yeah, then he's not playing. So in your theory, this is something that continues and continues. I do. I think it continues, uh, you know, for two or three more weeks at least until it becomes kind of a fact where it's like, well, maybe it continues the whole season. I mean, the checks go the same if you're if you're on injured reserve or if you're on if you're on the if you're on the field. So, right. I yeah. mean, if I, if I'm Matt Khalil, who has been injury prone for the past four years, and I have the opportunity to not come back and still. Do I am I, I I don't know I don't know how what kind of like so competitive now, fire he has. Yeah, so now you're saying he doesn't want to play. No, that's not what I said. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> don't please don't tell him I said that. He is huge. <laughs> <laughs> Get that time. Stamp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is also a listener of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> with um, your with your son and my mom. I, I'm just saying yeah. I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily think that's what's happening. But could it? Po- is it a possibility? Well, why, why is he on the practice field? previous weeks and not this week did something you know another not conspiracy theory but theory would be that he had a setback he may have had a setback but but if that's the case then why not just say oh well he was out there and then he had a setback then it's well i guess they don't have to yeah in a pie like i i don't have it seems like us as having kind of access to the players and coaches we should have a better answer but the only answer i have is that we to whenever you have talked to mccaleel in the locker room he has said i feel great I'm I'm like ready to go, yeah, and you know, not ready. Brian, you, you you brought it up earlier. This this idea that how much he gets paid d- dictates whether he plays or not, and and certainly entering a season that that comes into play. But as a as a fan, I I don't care what that Good. money is yeah. spent. Right, like I agree. It's, it's it's out there. Like if Clark's playing well, like that's the thing. We, you know, we've we've had this. I just don't think there's a market improvement from bringing him in. And yeah. so if you don't have a market improvement, keep letting them get healthy. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I've I've never quite understood that mindset. Like you said, the money, it's not going to change the salary cap situation. It's not yeah. going to – they're not going to prorate it some different way because he doesn't play. So, But that is something I hear a lot. That, that you know, a lot of people say that's how it works in this league. That That's what happens. And so, you know, you have to put him, have to put him back out there because of what he's getting paid, see what he can do, and then – Chris Clark waits in the wings if it doesn't, do if it they, doesn't do work the, out. Do the Panthers get a plaque that they get to put up? Like, we successfully played all our highest paid players. Right. Like, what, I, Is it, I don't know. I just don't understand why people view it. Like, if you say, I want Matt Khalil in there because I know that he's better, fine. Oh, well, he needs to play because he's making more money. This is not your job. Don't be mad. just because you're upset at your boss that he's lazy and you feel like you're doing his job. That doesn't mean that the dude that's getting paid the most needs to come and play for the Panthers. Okay, right. I don't. I just don't understand because the cap money is spent. It has no impact. It has. It does literally nothing. Right. I know, there's no achievement you unlock. There's there's nothing. Right, GMs like the egos come into play. I do. Yeah, like, like Marty doesn't get to take like, home like an extra 500 gur if he, you know like for it, it just, no. It doesn't right. make sense. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't have a good answer for that. But I, I agree with you that I think that if, in my mind, the best case scenario, and this is could be the best case scenario for the Panthers, and maybe what they're thinking is like, hey, this guy had an arth- 
arthroscopic surgery or had a scope before the season. He had some knee issues. Why don't we just let him sit out the whole year and get completely healthy, mm-hmm. have a full year to – because we're if he's going to come back next year, you got to assume maybe Chris Clark isn't. I mean, Chris Clark, I think, is 31, mm-hmm. 32, something like that. So Six years older than me. There you go. Let's <laughs> wait for that. If Clark, if Clark performs well this year, are you then obligated to bring him back next year if Khalil's going to be completely healthy? Of course not. So maybe the idea is keep him off of it, like let him, let him stay completely healthy. I mean, why not? And then theoretically, you could bring Denor Searcy back off of IR. You could bring, put another guy on IR if you really wanted to, but it would have to be this week, so yeah. whatever. We could test your theory. We don't want to test it this way. Yeah. What would happen, I hate to even say a hypothetical like this, if Chris Clark goes down this week to, it's an, got, to an injury? Well, I, I think we're going to find out. I, no. think he, I think Matt Khalil is all of a sudden going to get real healthy right. if that happens. I think. I mean, I could be wrong, but – that, but that doesn't. But that doesn't mean that he was healthy previously, because it, it, like Ron said, if he has a setback, then yes, they're going to go next man up, and it will be. It probably would be Khalil. But that does not mean he's, if you know. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't mean he's a hundred percent healthy just because he's in the game. I mean, we see. I mean, we saw Daryl Williams play in Week One. I don't think he was a hundred percent healthy. So it's like, uh, I just feel like it's just very interesting to me that he was out there for a couple weeks of working on the side, and then all of a sudden. He's just not back out there again. Right. And then the 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 storyline is that he's doing okay. He's uh, everything I hear is he's doing well, and it's like, well, well, yeah. shrug emoji. It's because he hasn't played a game recently. Yep, that helps. I see people on Twitter. It's one of those topics that it does come up about how much Khalil gets paid, and I just want to write back every time. I don't care how much we're paying anyone if this O line is playing well with together. Leave it. it Why mess with it? Why would you mess with it? Does it feel better if you say we're paying Chris Clark $6 million and Matt Khalil $5 million? Does that make everybody feel better? Like, because $11 million is gone, so it's like whatever. Whoever's making it. I would have thought beating the number one defense in the league would have made people feel better about the (laughs) offensive line. But but maybe we need something. Maybe they need something else. Nope. They need something else. No. Always. There's always complaints. Always complaints. So what do we credit for the success of this O-line? Is this a North thing? Well, I know who Ron Rivera credits. John Matzko. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we need to get a plug in there for John right now. He's R the squared. best. Right. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I do give the coaching staff some credit because, I mean, I've been with the team since 2010. And even in those – well, not, not in 2010. What a way to come in. Not in 2010. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I will say I covered Duke football for 10 years leading up to 2010. So you were prepped. So oh, I was that fully prepared. They won – 11 games in my 10 years. So, hey, that, oh, no. That's like seven more than I <laughs> thought you would have said. Oh, wow. So, and then I left and they got good. So, well, relatively speaking. Define good. good. Well, that bowl, uh, bowl, I mean, it's a big deal when you win 11 games in 10 years to go to a bowl, right? Whatever the bowl is. That's true. Wait, what was I talking about? Uh, Duke football. Sorry. No, that's not. <laughs> that's came not. in in 2010. The offensive line. The offensive line. And success. Am I the oldest guest you guys have ever had? No, I don't think so. Okay. Mm, no. How old am I? Um, 26. <laughs> there you go. 26 <laughs> with an asterisk. Okay. What was I talking about? Oh, oh man. Who's this credit for the offensive line? John Matsko does. Oh, yeah. 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 So, in those, in those early days, it was pretty uncanny to me. Was it 2000 – well, 2004. 
14 for sure. Wasn't there like a – was that the position catastrophe year uh, on the offensive line? Was it 14 or 16 that they had the position catastrophe? 16, I think. 16. But like, 16. But like Mike Rimmers was inserted into the 14 lineup. Remember? Yeah. Mike <sighs> but they led the league in rushing the last month with him. I mean, kind of my point was – Him and the blind side, For whatever right? reason with this coaching staff, there is a history yep. of cobbling together – Lines and I can't put my finger on it. I'm not an offensive line expert. This just in, but I'm not. Sh- <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh right in the I'm not. There. I'm not shocked by what by what the group has done. They just have a knack. I mean, Marty has a knack for for getting guys that work. I don't know. It's not. It's not a very scientific answer. Um, what was the question? I think the question. <laughs> I, th- I, I, th- I think the answer has a lot to do with uh, number one. I think he makes a lot. Oh. He makes a lot of offensive line mistakes go away. And I think that when you say like, "Oh well, sacked for the fewest times in his career," I feel like there are a lot of quarterbacks out there that would have a higher number right. this season than than ten that he does. Now I'm not again so that, not discounting the offensive line because I think they have played well. So is that where Norv gets credit? You started with that because Cam has been sacked and hit plenty of times mm-hmm. before this year with comparable lines in front of him, right? So is it the the short game, so to speak, the get, getting the ball out quick. The, you know, other teams have been doing this to us forever. Let's let's do this to them and and get the ball out. I think it's a myriad of factors for sure. The, yeah. the fact that they have a running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield and and also be on the field for all three downs is is a huge piece of it. But I do think T- uh, Norv deserves a, a large amount of the credit because going against that Baltimore defense, most people walked out of that game thinking, wow. That Baltimore defense didn't seem like the Baltimore defense of old. And also, by the way, it's still the number one ranked yeah. defense. But they changed personnel. Armisan uptick in his snaps. Man hurts. Ian Thomas is you know, they, they Norv makes tries to make sure that, that uh the Cam is going to be protected. And certainly Cam um you know d- does what he does whenever the, the play breaks down. But Norv is particularly conscious, I think, of of trying to make sure that Cam is in a position to succeed, and, and you can see that by who he puts out there on, uh, on the field. I think that we are quickly going to reach a point here, probably within the next three weeks to a month, where, well, I'll call it the Nor- Norvasance, the Turnersance probably would be better, because <laughs> nah. no, none of that's good. Norvasance. The Norvanasance. No, that's not good either. I like Norvanasance, actually. That's what Sounds I'm going to say. Cool. So the Norvanasance this year, at a certain point, you ha- you almost have to give credit to Norv Turner for what this offense has been doing, what Cam Newton specifically has been doing. The way that his stats – I mean, it's not surprising that the first seven games of this season are the best sev- first seven games of his entire career. And I think a lot of that has to do with the Norvanasance as opposed to the – offensive coordinators that he was dealing with in the past. I, obviously, he's making a change. He's been he's an eight-year vet. He's a veteran quarterback. All that thing, but it has come at the right time of an offensive coordinator who came in and said, okay, this is not the quarterback that I am used to dealing with, but I'm going to go in and I'm going to use his strengths and I am going to use my play design brain to make plays that work for Cam Newton and for this offense. And the numbers don't lie. I mean, they're five and two. Cam's having the best season of his career, all because of the Norvanasance. Do you remember the Shula Sants of 2015? Was that the Shula no. Sants or was that. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really asking you because, like, 
But was it did did Shula get credit in fifteen or no, was it? And that's why I was being sarcastic. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. That's that's my that's my whole point is I think that Norv has to takes has to get some credit and I will gladly lead that train and print the Norvanasans t-shirts. Does Chris Clark get any credit by the way? Sure. Right? Why not? Yeah. Sure, I, I mean, think we have. I probably should have mentioned him. Right? Yeah. The as, Clark as a factor. Clark, Does he get a shirt Clark too? You know what yeah. he doesn't get? $11 million a year. <laughs> 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 it doesn't matter how well he plays. We'll call it the – can I make a T-shirt that says Chris Clark Music Factory on it? <laughs> and then on the back it says, going to make you sweat. Oh, I love it. Yes. Make it. I'm in. T-shirt design. I love it. Well, this looks like a good place to I take a break. It, when we come back, looking ahead to Tampa. What's up, guys? Den here from the Keep Pound Den podcast. I'm sure you're enjoying listening to whoever had the honor of signing their one-day contract with the Riot Report this week. If you enjoy this podcast, come hang with Bobby, Chris, and I later in the week as we preview every Panthers game leading up to game day and then hit it live on the post-game Sunday immediately following the game on theriotreport.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you guys there. Keep pounding. Welcome back to One Day Contract. Let's talk Tampa. Smooth jams coming out of the break. It was some smooth jams. Very well done, sir. Should we be concerned about Cam and that shoulder? Um, I would like some reassurances that no. Because like, he throws the ball well, he throw, but, but the deep ball has not been there. And you would have thought with Bird, Samuel, Moore, and even Torrey Smith that we would have seen some more. I, I, I believe – the shoulder's fine. I'd just like some reassurances. So you want him to throw a Hail Mary this week if possible? Yes. Just just, just, just let one <laughs> that's, go. Just, that's, let, just, just let me see one arc through the top of Bank of America Stadium. He actually just wants to be hugged and to be told everything's going to be okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Off the top of the screen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want. Just put it off the top. Right. doesn't have to be complete. My thing is, okay, so I'm, I'm a big – I love to um, – make fun of people that overreact and you know and and whatever and i would be right there with with you guys of being like no stop freaking out it's the new normal he's an eight-year vet sometimes he takes days off it's fine if he hadn't pulled himself out of that game on that hell mary that is weird to me it's weird and that's the only way that i can word weird is not the word it it means there's something there it's a yeah watch what they do not what they say and what Mm -hmm. did they do they pulled him for a hail mary yeah, no, they didn't pull him. He pulled himself, which is worse for me. Hmm. I think if Ron had gone out there and said, "Now you're getting to the overreaction part, where you have to be like, this is worse than if he got sat by the if court. Double like, R hey, had gone out there yeah, and been if like, R "Hey, listen, said, hey, one, hey, park, hey, 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 park it, hey, hey, number one, hit the showers, <laughs> <laughs> Hanky, uh, Hanky, get yeah, in there, get old Hanker dudes in there." Um, if he'd have said Hanker Dews has a better shot of throwing this, then it would have been like, all right, fine. And and I would have almost liked it better if Cam had been like, I wish they had let me throw it. I wanted to throw it. I'm annoyed. But no, he was like, I I felt like Heineken gave us the best chance to win. <laughs> that's a direct quote. <laughs> direct and, quote. And that's that's weird. weird. That's weird. That's weird. Now. That being said, does he need to throw 50-yard hail marys for the Panthers to be a successful team? No. No. So, as part of the Norvanaissance, you can uh, – I brought it back after the commercial. But, but, but what it says is there is something there. There's something there. It, yes. I mean, that, that shoulder is 
I mean, I don't know. I don't. We don't know obviously what it is, and that's it falls into the category of trade secrets. Basically, if you're like, hey, we got a quarterback, and he's not going to throw the ball over 30 yards, right. can't wait to tell the media yep. so that every defensive coordinator in the league can be figured out. I mean, let them figure it out on their own. But um, I feel like they probably figured it out. Well, I, I don't. Have you seen some of the <laughs> like, defenses I mean, in the NFL? Lately? I don't think they're. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if Dirk Cutter's listening to the pod, but like. They if they watch, if they watch the game pass last, uh, he's not a good coach. He's, I, I feel like he's, <laughs> well, he's the now, one Jameis wanted though, so you got to hire him. Cause yeah, he, well, Jameis that worked out really good. good. Uh, I feel like the now that Hugh Jackson is fired, Dirk Cutter is the worst coach in the NFL. Boom. Wow. Sorry if you're listening, Dirk. It's well, shocking to hear that about a he Bucks is, he's coach. Listening. He listens for the Paw Patrol. Conspiracy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he actually I heard he likes the nonsense at the beginning and then he shuts it off. That's all he listens to. Yeah. That's all he wants. That's all he listens to. So how do you stop the Fitz magic? They named the starter early in the week. What do you do to stop this offense and Fitz? By the way, he leads the league. I don't have many stats. I'm not prepared like you are. But he's the – does he have the uh, passer rating lead in the NFL right now? Does Jameis he actually? Jameis Winston, no. Jameis can't. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. So that would definitely you don't make throw a worse. million interceptions too. That means that QB rating might worst be right. Yeah. All right, you with your high quarterback rating, get over here. We need we need Fitzpatrick right. in here. <laughs> but is this an example of the thing about why? Like, why did they put Jameis Winston in the lineup in the first place? Because he was, was the number one pick. All right, the number one pick, so not. Well, yes. well, Fitz had well, a meltdown. Minute, wait a minute, but they had a huge decision. They have a franchise, potentially franchise-altering decision with Jameis looming. Right. So it's, it's, that, that situation. They didn't start him, though, whenever he was cleared to come. Like, when it was okay yeah. to come back, they still went with that Fitz. He had that meltdown in yeah. that game, and then that's yes. when they made the change. Just to be clear, he threw one interception. That is not a meltdown. That that does not a meltdown make. And certainly not, not not a Bucks quarterback meltdown. When you throw, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jameis had to throw four to get yanked. <laughs> Right. Yeah. His well, turnover is team. astonishing. Though. Yeah. No, they're unbelievable. He has. Yeah. It's insane. And so it's hard to when you're doing a Tampa Bay Bucks preview, as we all kind of are leading up to this game. It's you almost have to like throw out the turnover numbers because if if Fitzpatrick is going to play, then do they really have a negative 13 turnover differential, the worst one in the league? And my other question is, can you beat the Tampa Bay Bucks if you don't secure at least two turnovers? And I'm not sure. But I think the Panthers will secure two turnovers. Okay. That's but the that's, other side. Yeah. I mean, I saw the Fitzpatrick, the Steelers game. That's when it kind of you know started to fall apart for him a little bit, mm-hmm. I guess, right? And I was I did not see him the first two weeks. I'll readily admit that. I didn't I didn't watch my Bucks uh football the first two weeks. That's fair. I right. feel like but I was, break. but you know, watching the third game, I was like, ah, oh, that's the Fitzpatrick I know and love, sure. right? And, they, and by the way, they started the next game anyway. Um, but I just think the way this defense is doing things right now, I, you know, I wrote about Thieves Ave a little bit this week. You mean right? Burglars Boulevard? Well, did you did you see? Uh, did you see? Did you put it, it in there? It was the first words in my story. Oh man! Yeah. I did. I about, read it a bunch. Have y'all talked about Burglars Boulevard on this? I don't think no. so. No. Right. No. So. Do you want to tell the background? I mean, simply no, put, obviously, Panthers nine interceptions this year. Not overwhelming numbers, but almost equaling last year's number of ten. So Eric Washington was asked this week, 
you know, do we need a new name? Should it be Thieves Ave or is that retired out of respect, you know, for what the 2015 team did? And he said, absolutely. That's not what we wanted to hear necessarily, right, Josh? He said, absolutely not. It should not right. be Right, he said, absolutely, it should still be Thieves yeah. Ave. But we were talking about what would be the new name. And, and, and I said Burglars Boulevard. Yeah. What, do you, what, do you, what was yours? Larceny Lane. Mm, that's, that's better. Ooh, Colin, I what do you got? I like that a lot. Yeah. That's a good one. Colin, I know that you have something cooking. I, I, I didn't. I was just enjoying the conversation. I oh. Yeah. No, I'm I'm saying. Oh, oh, just in general. I thought you meant a name for. No. Yeah, for a name. That's what I want. Now the I one I wasn't like. Well, I was just wondering which is gonna because Thieves Ave feels like it was. It never even in 2015 it felt like it never got there. It feels kind of like Buzz City where you're like. Ah, I can see that. You know. Yeah, like never, sweet shirt. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's also awkward to write A V E period in the yeah, middle exactly. of the sentence. I never enjoyed that. Maybe that's why I wanted a different name, right? But would it be Burglars Boulevard? Burglars B L V D? That's now that's a shirt. I'll I spelled that. it out. I spelled it out. Okay. Because okay. I wanted to. Because yeah. I had that license. What about Boulevard? Mm. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> now, I, man, that was a quite, not, a, quite had, a reaction on, yeah, my, <laughs> on my part that I was not ready for. I also had another that I was not proud of, Petty Crime Circle. Yeah, I don't, I don't no. really think that would work. <laughs> 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 but, you know, sticking <laughs> with the theme. Yeah. What like, are we talking about? I like this Looters I Lane. Looters is a fun word. Oh, that's good. Looters, but they're not really looting. If they cause a lot of fumbles, maybe they would be looters or mm. Looters Lane. Yeah. You're right. S- you win again. I, I still like it. I like send it. your suggestions to burglarsboulevard at <laughs> gmail.com <laughs> at panthers.com. What are we talking about? I don't know. I feel like we just keep asking that. What are we talking about? Usually the host keeps us on track, but she got up at 530 this morning and doesn't remember nothing. <laughs> the, the host is like, wait, are we still talking about Thieves Avenue? <laughs> no. So my question is, Stop. can the Panthers win if they – so you say they will – force two turnovers but let's say they don't this offense is good like like good they're they, they not only it's not only just a passing game they have and over the past three games they've ru- passed for 300 yards and rushed for 100 yards right. and if they do it again this stat was crazy i had to look it up twice yeah. if they do it again against the panthers they will be only the fourth team in nfl history to have four straight games of 300 yards passing and 100 yards rushing wow how is that Physically possible. You play the, you play the Falcons, then you play the Browns, and then you play the Bengals. Yeah. How many points did they score against the Browns? Oh, I don't know. Was Not that a shootout too? No, it was twenty six. Yeah, it wasn't a shootout. The problem is you get a lot of yards when you turn the ball over a bunch. Right. So yeah. that's that's kind of where all these like the number one passing offense comes a little bit from. They have a lot of possessions. So where do you, so like what number you're saying the Panthers need two turnovers in this to win this game? What what? What number do you think they're putting up on the scoreboard against Tw- this defense? Twenty. Yeah, that's the other side. Browns put up twenty-three. Just FYI. Yeah, I think that uh, if you're if you if you can turn them over twice, you can put up twenty-one to twenty-seven points and win this game. But if you don't turn them over, then you probably need to score in the thirties in order to beat them. A pretty good defense to potentially do that against, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying that you can't. I'm right. just – I'm not – again, this is not me advocating that the Panthers will lose. I'm just like – I always try to like go down an avenue of how they could and then right. work backwards from there. Uh, and the, 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 the final score of like Bucks 31, Panthers 21, that comes from no turnovers, two – 80-yard touchdown passes, which I think we all can agree could happen. Right. Um, and that's it. Those are that's that's where that comes from. 
So let's hope that doesn't happen. Have they had a turnover-free game this year? The Bucks. The Bucks. Yeah. I don't know. We, I, I would imagine we, they have not. Oh, see, did. there you go. Did they win that game? Uh, they, yeah, they, they, they beat, beat the, the Saints. The New Orleans there you Saints. Go. Oh yeah, that's yes. right. Everyone's, everyone's survivor pool got imploded <laughs> and cut yep. in half. And uh, then there was one. <laughs> I, I just feel like there's such a like this. I don't want to say trap game because. No, that's what Colin I was going to say trap game, yeah. and then I looked at Colin kind of side-eyed like, well. I don't want to say trap game, trap. but you look at coming off a statement win off a of number one defense Thursday night with the Steelers, and then you got a division rival right here in the middle that I'm sorry, but I feel like a little bit is getting overlooked. That's all I'm saying. I hear you. That's how all I'm saying. How many times have the Panthers blown out the Buccaneers over the year, recent years? Not too often. Not recently, right. no. Right. So I, I think that they have – obviously they have the home field advantage. That helps. But I just – for me, I'm just I'm, – I'm a little nervous is all I'm saying. I'll I'm say nervous. I think more important than the two turnovers would be an attitude that I feel like we saw going into that Baltimore game. We talked about it was going to be a fist fight in that game. And they showed up and were ready for that fight. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they really were. Even with the fourth down that may, may or may not have been uh, – an illegal shift, at, you know, early on in that game when the, the Ravens are up seven nothing. But they, this team, I felt like in this game, they made plays. Like even Mike Adams' interception, like Flacco's throwing it away. Like Mike Adams could have just yeah. hit the hit the. He could have just right. cruised, and instead he slides and makes that pick. Christian McCaffrey in the end zone, first to react to a bounce ball. Like they, they had better energy throughout that game than the Ravens, yeah. and that has not been the case. I feel like leading up to this game. You know, week in yeah. and week out. It, yeah. felt, it, felt, it felt like a plus effort. And to what you're saying, Josh, why – I mean, no one can answer this question. Why is it so hard in this league? You almost bank on that not happening, right, that they come back with that same energy against the Buccaneers. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's uncanny, right, how hard it is, how it's truly a week-to-week lead and how you almost – I feel like you're almost saying what you're saying because of the nature of the league and you're going to tend to feel like – a team that played like the Panthers did this past Sunday are not going to play like that this upcoming Sunday. It's crazy. It is weird, but that is how I feel. Yeah. And and I feel like it takes almost like a – this team specifically, I think Cam himself likes to – I think they like to play from the underdog slot versus the right. versus the favored by seven at home against Tampa Bay. And – that's all I'm saying. I'm saying they they will be they will likely be underdogs at Pittsburgh on Thursday night, mm-hmm. and that feels a lot more to me like the Cam Newton MVP performance right. than this game against Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Bucks. I don't I don't dispute what you're saying, but this is the game you need to win, though. Of course, right. of, of the absolutely. Two. Like, yeah. like I get it. Like Pittsburgh Steelers what, lose. Like if you're gonna pick one of these two to lose, lose the AFC team. Do you think to, do you think their I, owner is saying the same thing? No, no. Former I mean, minority I'm not, owner I'm not, I'm not, of the, tep- of, happy, the but of the Teppers. Well, <laughs> if he looked at this, if he looked at this as as a, as a you know as an analyst and says, "Well, what would be better, beat a division team or beat a team in the AFC?" He'd, he'd be with my team, Anal- even though I know where he came from. Analytical Dave. <laughs> that's what they call him. Uh, I think I just. Yeah, uh, that's all I'm saying. I uh, I feel like this is not this has been less oh, of a preview and, and more of us just yelling at each other about <laughs> whether or not they could lose. Well, no, the Bucks are three and four, but if they win this game, they're two and one in the division. Yeah, I mean, they, they're in, in their four and four. This is a team that people have not just for this year, but for the past couple of years, thought was going to be was finally going to you know going to reach their potential, and unfortunately, kept not paying attention to James Winston playing quarterback. Apparently, when those predictions sure. are being made, yeah. but 
this is a team that certainly has talent. I mean, McCoy in the middle can, you know, it, it, it can be a disruptive force. We've seen that certainly on occasion. And their wide receivers are – you probably trade for their wide receivers. Maybe I would not. say there are, their wide receivers might be the best wide receiver combination in the entire league. How do you like that? It's arguable. It's yeah. arguable. Yeah. We can argue it. I just <laughs> I just said it. That's what makes it arguable. I also – Vito Veo is my, my favorite guy in the first round of this year's draft. So I, I think this team is a – Good team that a lot of folks are saying, bah, the Bucks, they stink. Jameis throws interceptions, eats W's. I'm out. And I, I just don't think that is the case. Two. I'm not saying that the team is saying that. I'm saying that's what I that's a, what I feel but like the guys, overwhelming. Do you, do you think they're done with them? Do you think Jameis will be the quarterback there next year? No. What? I think he'll play again this year. I'll go that far. Really? What he does with the opportunity, yeah. I don't know. But I just think they're on that track where it's going to happen again. They're going to switch it up again. Do you think then they'll put Fitzpatrick back in? God, <laughs> Dirk Cutter is such a bad coach. Like, he's just – he just makes all the bad – you know all the bad decisions that we feel like Ron Rivera makes that you read about on Twitter and you're like, what is he doing? Like, Cutter makes wor- many worse decisions. Like, many worse. Just, like, watching coaches like that sometimes because I – as somebody that covers the team extensively, rarely do you get to watch a full game of another team. And so when you watch another game and you say, oh, my God, what is happening? Yeah. Like, when you watch a bad coach like that, it's just it's bad decisions. He did it in last year's game, the game when Cam drove them all the way down the field and then threw the bounce pass to himself. He, he attempted a field goal. They were up by three points or four points, mm-hmm. and he attempted a 53-yard field goal instead of punting it and trying to pin the Panthers deep because he is a bad coach. Wow. Bad. Bad boy. Sorry, Dirk. <laughs> I hope you I hope you stop listening after the, the Hall of Notes stuff. He's, he stopped <laughs> after Paw Patrol. Um, you're talking about the points. Just in the Panthers' success, the Panthers haven't allowed the Bucks to score more than 23 points since 2012. Oh, that's good. That's a good stat. And that's that why they need that's why they need to score 23. I like it. All right, game time. Yes, I'm going to be running the game tonight because I know the answer. Brian, were you – did you talk to Luke I Keekly today? I did not. Oh, terrific. Yes. I'm today. so excited. That means you <laughs> get a play. We're going to be no. playing the stud of the week, and if you're a first-time listener, long-time, first-time, long-time, um, <laughs> Luke Keekly, uh has a weekly availability with the media, and he speaks to us, and, and he, t- he has some – some hot, some buzzwords, if you will. Um, one of them is a uh, problem. He says problem a lot. He's going to be a problem. It's called Luke speak. Yeah, Luke speak. Uh, the other one is Keek um, speak. Ooh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I you know, you, you tease the puns. I yeah, had to come no, up hey, with something. You had to come. Yeah, you wanted to live up to it. Um, uh, the other one that he says a lot is he calls players studs. He says, you know. Um, a couple weeks ago we played and he called Zach Carson Wentz a stud. Um, almost every time in his availability, when you're talking to him about players, you know that he is going to call somebody a stud. So Ronald we're going to play a oh, – Oh, sorry. No, do not do not guess too early. That's classic. <laughs> that's a classic Luke Keekley stud of the week blunder. Um, we are going to play who did Luke Keekley call a stud – this week, do we have any theme music? Bump, bump, ba That's the theme music when we don't have it. Don't, don't um, worry, guys. We'll work on something better. Yeah. Thank you for that, for <laughs> bailing me out of that one. Okay. So, the following 
are your options on who Luke Keekley called a stud? And there are six options oh this week. Six? Six options this week. Are you ready? Oh, God. Did Luke Keekley call? I'll just list them off. I won't say it in sentence all, every time. <laughs> Mike Evans. Cameron Brait. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Levante David. Ooh. Gerald McCoy. Or your last two choices, all of the above or none of the above. Ooh. Wow. Well, Now, uh, uh, do you want me to hit you again? The, qu- the choices are Jameis Winston. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> not, did not get brought up. The choices are Ryan Fitzpatrick, Cameron Brait, Gerald McCoy, Mike Evans, all of the above or none of the above. Do, you, do y'all know how to read him? Are you looking for tells here? No, I, I, no. I wasn't. Okay. We I, generally I, don't pay that much attention. I didn't pay Yeah, I didn't don't feel like anybody was making <laughs> eye contact. <laughs> <with me. laughs> yeah, I was trying. I don't want to embarrass myself. All right. Much, what so. do we got? Uh, so, Nikki Wolf, you're up. So I'm really tempted to say all of the above, but I also don't want to live in the world where Fitz Magic is a stud. So I'm not going to go with that. <laughs> Guess what? You're living in that world. <laughs> I don't need Luke Keekley to tell me that. Oh. <laughs> Have you seen the beard on that guy? Oh, so, and I would normally, before you said the choices, I was, I was going Mike Evans, obviously, because in my head that's the only stud on the team. But from the University of Nebraska, I'm going with Levante David. Wow. Okay. That's fair. Husker love, baby. <laughs> he is a stud, too. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at your Husker love. Hey, we won two games this year. <laughs> <laughs> Season's young. I, I am torn. Am I, am I up? Yeah, yeah, you're up. I'm you're really up. torn because I didn't talk to Luke today, but I sensed from where I was talking to other people that he didn't talk for very long. Mm. So I definitely would not go with the, with all of them. Mm. That would be just, amazing. That's a good, that's yeah. a good bit of intel. But also, I don't know. <laughs> you're going to go back on yourself. Right, because I was about to say he would do it because he just – Okay, this sounds wrong. He's just mailing in the interview today. He wanted to be done with it. You're going to fall into those patterns that you're familiar with, and you're going to say stud. But I'm actually going to go because of the shortness of it, none of the above. Wow. Okay. All right. None of the above from Brian. And I'm taking the correct answer of Mike Evans. Wow. (laughs) Okay, so we've got Levante David, former Husker. Go Big Red. Mike Evans, former Sooner? Uh, Where did Mike Evans go? Aggie. Mm. A&M. And none of the above. Can I say Former Blue Devil. Can I say this? I would have gone Mike Evans if I had picked somebody. I I like that call. Now, I just want to point out that last week when we weren't playing because we had recorded the day before Luke spoke, um, he called in succession Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, and Terrell Suggs studs like Stud, stud, stud. Like, hilariously, like, Ray Lewis, man, he was a stud. And, like, Ed Reed, <laughs> I mean, he was a stud. And it was – I was just like, oh, my God, why aren't we playing this week? <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Let's let's hear a little bit from Luke Keekley on who he thinks is a stud. I lost. Oh, hang on. Hang on, you guys. Oh, oh it's you, silence. You, I got it. Yeah, you, you were winner. <laughs> no, it, was, it was muted. I apologize. That's my fault. Here we go. Coming on. Coming up. Oh no! Uh-oh. I think he is the. You're uh, just gonna have to, you're gonna have to recreate it. Too. Oh, yes. here we go. Yeah, I mean, I've tried to Google oh, to see if I could find it. Offense right now, I think they're they're number one right now, and they got guys on the outside that are that are very different and, and very you know obviously Mike's a big physical 
Um, he, he still can Stud. run really well. He's, you know, he's one of those guys you can just throw the ball up to him and he's going to make a play. And then obviously Deshaun is a, <laughs> is a speed no. guy that's been been in the league for a long time, making big-time catches um, and, and, and running away from people. And, you know, obviously they got guys in the slot that can make moves. Um, their tight ends, I think, are, are as good of a tandem as you're going to find right now with – you know, obviously OJ's playing better this year, his second year, and then Brayton, you know, he catches a good ball, he's a red zone threat. They're big, they're tall, they run good routes, and, and both those quarterbacks, it doesn't really matter who, who plays, um, those guys can all go out and throw four touchdowns yes. and have 400 yards passing, so, it's my game. And, and, and they run the ball, you know, obviously they're not as rated as highly in the run game because they just don't do it as much, but I think Peyton Barber, when he does get a chance to run the ball, he does a really good job. None of the above. No studs this week for Luke Keekley. Congratulations, Brian Strickland. But it was a real roller coaster there. It was. The the whole thing is that he was going one by one of each guy. Oh, it was great. And I and Kevin and I were both standing there like, oh. I I saw every range of emotion come out of Colin during that. <laughs> it's almost like we were <laughs> it's almost like somebody Still told him. I thought he was doing it for Evans for sure and then no. when he got to the tight end so it was like he's not going to talk about OG Howard then say Cameron Braid is a stud. Yeah and so then I he started, brought it out. I started feeling good. Yep and then he brought it out. Congratulations on your win sir. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You win literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and you also don't get paid anything for being here so. Hey, yep. I'm Put that next to your other nothing. <laughs> this zero plus zero is zero, in case yep. you were wondering. Uh, Brian, tell everyone where they can find you on the interwebs. That's allowed? Yeah. 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 Panthers Brian on Twitter right with a Y. I should have said that right away. I oh. think everyone assumes an I. Is right? there a Panthers Brian with an I? I don't know. Let's oh, that would be out. a fake, a good fake account. <gasps> if you're listening. I'm start it right now. <laughs> Panthers Brian. Um. Oh, no, I think it's available, you guys. Hang oh, on. Let me boy. just do He's a little bit of. <laughs> Josh is busy. <laughs> yep. Josh is busy. Yeah, we, we have a less uh, press coverage. Our podcast is something that we're not doing this week because Bill's oh. not here. All right. So, uh, Bill, Bill Voth, of course, is the, the guy. Friend of the podcast, the guy, former. The, yeah. Did he take the week off because Cleveland's coach got fired? Yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty devastated. In remembrance. I've stopped asking him about the Browns. I enjoyed that for a while just saying, hey, did you see what just happened? And, <laughs> I, and I decided that was not a good idea. That's so. fair. No more. No more. But Colin, uh, where can they find you? Colin CLT on the Twitter. Josh? Uh, you can find me at Josh Klein Rules. You can follow the Riot Report at our Riot Report. And uh, this Saturday, I know last uh, last week we talked a little bit about um, Ortho Carolina's hashtag Explore704, where you're going out and looking for the glean, uh, clean graffiti uh, with some clues. I hope that somebody went out there and won. Uh, they're actually having their finale this Saturday at Nota Brewing Company, uh, and they are giving away... 50 beers. The first 50 beers are on Ortho Carolina. So if you get there after me, there will be 46 beers left. Oh, so we don't each get 50. <laughs> no, no. Well, okay. that I do not have an answer for. Oh, okay. So head out there. Go to um, uh, notabrewing.com and uh, orthocarolina.com to find out more. And follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Klein rules. Yep, sure does. Yeah. Cannot argue with that. Yes. And I'm Nikki704. Send me your super important question. Brian with a Y, Strickland, your one-day contract is up. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me.
That's it? That's this. Professional ending. <laughs> professional <laughs> ending. Professional <laughs> ending. <laughs> Do something. Here we go. Maybe we'll just maybe we'll just start it again. Oh no, it was on mute, you guys. So <laughs> <laughs> whatever. The show's over. We tried. Okay. Is that not a lady 